The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Welcome to Hunting Home. Um, this week we have a very interesting guest, has a very interesting business that I, I think people probably overlook. Wouldn't you say, Cindy? They don't realize how important your business is? I would say that is true. So we have Cindy Schmader here today, and she is Service Master Restore by Schmader. Is that on the Iowa side? That is on the Iowa side. And what are you on the Nebraska side? Service Master Restore, South Central Omaha. Okay. I have a hard time keeping all that straight. I do too. (laughs) Um, So I've gotten to know Cindy pretty well through the Council Plus Business Connection, and what Cindy's business does is it's a service, and it's a very in-depth service. And um, I think it takes a special person to be in this industry. And uh, so you do everything from carpet cleaning to like fire, water loss. I mean, the very heavy duty cleaning and stuff like that. We do. So we are a, what we consider a fire water mitigation company. The reason we call it mitigation is because we go in up front, do all the tear out, pack up. If you had a water loss, we clean it up, we dry it out. And then we turn it over to a contractor to actually restore it. A lot of people will call their company's restoration company, which we're kind of in that field. But we're more on the mitigation side. So we go in and we clean it up. We also do hoarding. We do bed bugs. We do just, yeah. All the fun stuff, right? All the fun stuff, yes, (laughs) yes. So we also do carpet cleaning, uh, upholstery cleaning. We do rugs. Uh, People drop rugs at our shop, off at our shop all the time, and we clean those. We've got one guy that will bring rugs in that his dogs have you know, had issues or accidents on, and we have a tank that we dump, we can dunk it, and then we clean it and we dry it, and we've got the whole platform laid out. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I've heard you, you know, obviously heard you speak in our group and talk about a lot of the different things that you've done um, and stories that you've told from from fires, from flooding, um, from hoarding situations. And what I, you know, what I find interesting is that how much goes into those, especially with insurance. Um, so can you give me an example? Like I know, you know, one of the stories you told about a fire where there was a mouse nest behind the refrigerator, mm-hmm. been there, you know, for who knows, the refrigerator hadn't been pulled out for 30 years. Probably. <laughs> and caught fire, house caught fire. And then the depth of cleaning that needed to take place after a fire. Can you give an example of some stuff that you do? Right, absolutely. So fires are really unique, and each each one is different. Um, and a lot of it depends on the source. So you know what caught fire, how how long did it, you know how long did it burn, uh, you know where did the soot go. So what we do is we go in, and it's very detailed. Um, you have to be very detailed. If you're not detailed in your cleaning process. In the, you know, and just the, um, we'll also do, go in and um, seal coat. And if you're not, if you're not detailed in those processes, you could come July or August and you've got somebody calling you up saying, hey, my house smells like smoke. And then there's nothing I can do about it. So very detailed, go in. There are times when people's houses are, you know, on fire and we have to, maybe it's just one room and we can just do that one room. The soot will flow out into other rooms. We can do what we call an on-site clean. So we just keep everything there clean it. Um, we still ozone it, which ozone basically takes the oxygen, turns it into O3, which then takes the smoke molecules and just kind of blasts them and they're gone. Um, we could also fog your house. 
that's a process that gets rid of smell as well. And it's just a big machine that sounds like a Harley Davidson. So if you've ever driven by, you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? It's it's us. It's us. Um, and so we always call the non-emergency number, let the fire department know we're fogging. Because in the past, we have done that and we haven't called. And neighbors will call and say the house is on fire again. And then they show up. We don't want that. Yeah. So, um, so it's it's there's a lot of lot of detail. Um, there's a lot of just it, sometimes it's just overwhelming even for me to go in, especially if there's a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, we've had people that are hoarders that have had fires, and those are never pleasant because it's not an option for them to get rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's they're forced to. Yeah. And I hate those situations because that is they're so delicate that you just you just hate to force people to do things but yeah well you've told a lot of stories too about things that people thought were lost um their you know their personal belongings and you were able to bring them back to your shop and kind of bring them back to life which you know you've talked about how devastating a fire can be uh to the homeowner to their family um and so those little things are you know super important absolutely we had one uh one gal that uh she we got to her house and she said she was like, my brother, my brother. And I thought, oh, my gosh, her brother died in the fire. That No, he was actually had passed away previous. And his urn sat on top of the fireplace, which caught on fire. We took rakes and we dug through the ashes of what was in that corner, found the urn black as night. I took it myself, went back to our shop. We have a chemical that we can use. It's And you have to be very careful because it's, it's a very um, – I don't even know what the word is, but it but it cleans very well. Yeah, and take your skin I, off. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I actually took took that urn that was black as night and got it back to the silver, and there was some gold in it. It was just a beautiful urn. Went and returned it to her, and she just fell to the ground. She's like, "I can't believe! I thought I was going to get it back, and it's going to be all you know." And there was even some stuff stuck to it. It was just. It was. Those are the kind of things that. I, that's why I, that's my why this is well, my yeah. why I, do I mean for, what in I a do. business like you have I mean you have to find those things to keep going because mm-hmm. you know if we're when you're dealing with these very often sad situations or for lack of better terms disgusting situations I mean that's hard to do day in and day out so you have to find your why in the business and I'm you know it's pretty easy to understand that your why is not cleaning no it you is know, not it's about cleaning. the people <laughs> Um, so another thing, you know, that, you know, this is a real estate podcast. So the reason that, you know, obviously we know each other, I find your business very interesting. I would never want, I mean, I have, I cannot imagine doing that on a day in and day out basis, but it's something that has to be done, you know? And, um, so another thing I thought about was, you know, as a real estate agent, sometimes we run into situations where we have inspections or, you know, someone might be getting their type of financing might have an inspection and there could be things that are wrong with the house um, that maybe don't, that are not seen, you know, when you're walking through and one of them is mold. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, mold can be one of those things where it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. You don't even really see it. It might be a small spot and then all of a sudden you start pulling back some paneling and it turns into a big deal and, and, uh, and it can be very detrimental to someone's health. Absolutely. Um, I know you just told a story the other day about someone having mold in their house and it has started to affect their vision, right? Absolutely. Yeah. She's got uh, visual vision, uh, visual snow syndrome is what she has, is what they diagnosed her with. And it is 
linked to mold in your house. And so what we did is, because of, because there's also health issues, we work with a lot of third parties. And I tell people this all the time. I could come in your house and say, Blake, your house is full of mold. I have to demo everything. It's going to cost you $80,000. And you're going to go, oh, my gosh. Okay, just get it done. Well, we use a third party. So we have the third party come in. They do the testing. They'll do air quality tests. Um, they'll look around and see if they can find visual mold on anything, pull maybe back some baseboards, things like that. Um, and that's what we did on this gal. We had our third party go in. They found several areas that needed attention. And we he writes a protocol then and tells us exactly where the mold is, exactly how high on the wall to go, exactly how many feet from the corner out, the whole nine yards. And then we go follow his protocol. He comes back in and inspects and then does another Sometimes they do an air quality sample. Sometimes they'll just do a visual. It just depends on the situation. And then he'll clear us. The third party we use is actually a really good friend of mine, but he has absolutely no problem telling me, I have failed a test and I need to go back in. So that's the, the piece of it that I like. You know, it's even though he is a friend, he will still fail me. Yeah, um, hold you accountable to he, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and if he passes us just because we're friends and then something happens to somebody in that house... It goes back on him. Yeah. So it is It is to his detriment to pass me if I haven't passed. So that's why I like using him. And I, and I also think it's just conflict of interest for us to do our own mold testing. Yeah. Because like I said, I could, if I wasn't an ethical person, I could rip everybody off and it would just be mm-hmm. a bad deal. But yeah. And there are times when I go in myself and can do a mold inspection. Like I just got done doing one today. Just went in pop some baseboards off, said, oh, yeah, here's, you know, here's where your mold is. Put the baseboards back on, and now we're going to write, you know, we're going to discuss what we're going to do. They are actually putting their house on the market, and it's one of those where I have to have it done by Friday. We found it today. I don't know if it's going to get done by Friday or not. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that works. <laughs> Hopefully it's done, but, you know, yeah. it just depends on how far we got to go. Yeah. Sometimes we'll pull some baseboards off, and we can stay below the baseboard line, and it's not a big deal. Other times we got to go two feet up. We've had it where we've had to go clear to the ceiling. We just chase the mold until it's no longer there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's an interesting process. Yeah. So generally, when you have a mold problem, not all the time, but is there often a water problem that start created that? Most of the time, most generally there is. Yeah, or high humidity. Okay. Um, we'll go into a house. I went into a house that oh, it's a couple couple weeks ago, I guess. Um, the humidity in their house was seventy eight percent. That's really high. Mm-hmm. Like it's air's thick. <laughs> yes, the air was stifling. It was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. But they had mold, like spotty mold, on the walls and stuff, and it's just from the high humidity. Yeah, is what it was from. So, so and and you do quite a bit of a bit like water cleanup, flooding type stuff. We do. Do you see most of that from? like a pipe breaking in the house or is it mostly like from water intrusion from outside or or what do you run into? We, you know what, it's, it's a lot of different things. You know, if pipe breaks, uh, if the gutters aren't cleaned on a regular basis, um, you know, we tell everybody, get your gutters clean once a year, mm-hmm. whether you need it or not, do it. It'll over, cause the water will overflow or the yeah. rain. I mean, I can't, in. I think gutters and downspouts are probably the most overlooked thing they when are. it comes to homes. They I mean, are. no one in their, in their cheap. Yes. You know, and it's usually pretty easy and or cheap to have them cleaned out. But, you know, I can't tell you how many times, you know, you go look at a home and even, you know, the downspout will be intact. Gutters are clean. But then where that downspout is pointed is in in a terrible place. 
And then, you know, I mean, I've even had, you know, my own accidents before where I had an underground downspout. And when we had snow on the ground and it got warm enough that it rained and that downspout was froze underneath the ground and that water started to bubble up. And, you know, it's just things that you don't think about and just getting that water away from your house. I mean, uh, even the grade, you know, around your house, little things like that are can save you from having to call you to come over. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I I think, and, you know, like we were at a house last week and we walked out and I'm like, so you can see in the gutters, Mm. there's like, you know, trees growing or leaves growing, whatever it was growing up there. And I'm like, that's going to cause a problem later. I Mm -hmm. mean, and it's right above the stoop. So it's going to overflow into the stoop, into the basement. So we get a lot of those, uh, you know, sump pump failures. Yeah. We get um, sewage backups, you know, have your drain lines cleaned out. I had somebody the other day say, well, what what do you recommend for drain line cleanout? I don't know. I'm not a plumber, but I think I would do it probably once a year just because. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are those and those get very expensive. I mean, the, the back of a sewer and a drain. Yeah, it is because anything that water touches has to be torn out and thrown away. Yeah. So that's I, I and I do preach all the time to get with your insurance agent. Make sure you're covered. If you had a basement that was unfinished and now it's finished, get with your agent. Let them know. Get that backup of sewer and drain because that is so important. Yeah. Well, you know, those things, you know, I'm guilty of it as well. It's like those little things you have to pay for, those little maintenance things. You're like, I don't want to have to pay for that now. I don't want to have to do that. And then usually it's too late and you're like, man, I wish I would have paid for that. Right, right. Um, I'm sure you probably had, we had that cold snap really cold snap this winter. Christmas Eve. Yeah, I'm sure you probably had a few phone calls, didn't you? We did. We did. I think we had three and a half pages uh, of wait list of people that, you know, and you just, and typically what I will do is I'll tell them, we're putting you on a wait list. They know that. And I will also say, call everyone else that has a mitigation company or restoration company, get on their list. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's not a matter of you know, we're going to take all the calls and keep them. I want them to be helped. So, you know, I had a lady call me back the other day and she said, if you wouldn't have never told me that, I would have, I'd probably still be on your wait list. Yeah. You know, she said, I, but she called around several different companies and another company had called her right before I had called her, which is, which is fine. At least she got taken care of. Yeah. And that's for me in my book, that's taking care of the customer. That's, that's the biggie. So yeah. and that way you can move on to the next person and Absolutely. get people. Because, when you have a situation like that, you know, you're if you can if you can get a plumber there to Absolutely. get your water back on, mm-hmm. but then you still got a mess. Mm-hmm. And then this and the longer it sits there, the worse it gets and right. yeah, right. it's a downhill it spiral. Is, it does and it goes downhill fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, for a homeowner, I kind of want to hit like a couple different things here cuz I know you said you've dealt with more fires this year than you've dealt with ever. We have. Yeah. So, as a homeowner, what are some things that you can be doing to prevent situations and then also things that you should have in place to protect you in the case that you do have a situation like that? Yeah, things, you know, things that I would say is in, in a common, you know, a common cause of fires as well is heaters in the winter, you know, the, mm-hmm. the little space heaters. So, you know, make sure you shut them off before you go to bed. You know, candles. Candles are a biggie. Make sure you blow them out before you go to bed or before you leave the house. Believe it or not, leaving the stove on. We've had a lot of kitchen fires where, you know, and maybe put your 
put your pets away before you leave. And we've had pizza boxes on the stove and the pets, you know, hit jump up knob. and they hit the knob and they turn it on and they're, they're innocent. Mm-hmm. They don't know any better, but it starts a yeah. fire. And so we've had a lot of those. Um, so just, you know, kind of as far as that kind of stuff, just, I mean, just be aware. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just aware of your surroundings and um, making sure that things are where they're supposed to be. As far as getting, or I shouldn't say getting ready, that's not a right term to use, but preventative maybe stuff. Uh, I always tell people, go around your house. I, I when the first year we bought this company, I walked around my entire house and I videotaped every room very slowly, not not quickly, but very slowly. And when it comes to your knickknacks or if you have some collectible stuff, very slowly, write, you know, your TVs and stuff, you can write down the brand name and the serial numbers. Because believe it or not, in a fire, the TVs nowadays, they just melt and fall off mm-hmm. the wall. We have no idea what you had. Like, so keep a good, clear record, record. Of, of what you have in the house. Absolutely. Get your phone out. Take a slow video. You bet. You make bet. sure you have that kind of on file. I mean, not that you ever want to have to use that, but when everything else is going wrong, right. at least you would have that to kind of fall back on Absolutely. and have as evidence of what you had in the house absolutely we've had in this year more than i mean literally in 20 years we've had five complete um they call it total losses is what they call it insurance company calls it so basically there is very little we can save Mm -hmm. so really what we do is we go into a a search and save is what we call it so we're going to search for things that are sentimental search for maybe paperwork that you would need checks credit cards any of that kind of stuff and we take that back and try to save it. Otherwise, everything else is literally inventoried. And the bad part is, is usually where the fire starts is where that we can't tell what was there. The rest of the house, we can inventory, we can take pictures, but that's the piece of the house that we can't really recreate for you. Mm-hmm. So if you have that video or if you have pictures, um, you can go back to the picture and say, oh yeah, I had a clock on the wall or I had this on the wall. It's kind of nice because you're in the moment, it's your house and you're in the moment. You know, people ask me, well, how are you so calm? If it were my house, I would not be calm. Yeah. But it's, I do this all, this is my yeah. job. And so it's my job to be calm for you mm-hmm. um, and for our customers. So we will, um, I can go in and I can advise you. I can tell you what I think you need to do. Um, but at the end of the day, I tell people, it is your home too. Yeah. So you need to remember that. And there are a ton of people out there that do what I do. Um, we are certified. We are uh, we all have IICRC uh, credentials, which is in our restoration world, that's like our license, if you will. Mm-hmm. On the insurance side, we are licensed and bonded and insured with most of the major insurance companies. Um, we also have, they have programs that we go to. Uh, we have to, you know, some of them we have to do special like school or we have to read a book or we, you know, we have to go to a class or mm-hmm. something like that to actually be on their program. So we're, we have, we're, I think I don't can't even remember an insurance company. I can't even think of an insurance company that we don't work with. So yeah, but, and we work directly with the agents or adjusters. Mm-hmm. So we kind of take as much off your back as we can. Yeah, and let you worry about your family and getting reestablished, and then we do the rest. Yep. So so like on a like on a total loss situation when you're going to this property and you're going through trying to find these things. How much time are you spending generally at one of these properties? It depends who's there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know, it, w- however, however long it takes, mm-hmm. literally. Um, you know, like the urn I was telling you about, we spent an hour and a half looking for that. I yeah. mean, there was quite a bit of, of construction, 
you know, stuff yeah. laying on it, you know, drywall and insulation and, you know, and she was positive it was there. And I thought, I'm not leaving until I have it. Like, yeah. that's just my, and that's just me. You know, I'm sure other people would have looked for, you know, half an hour and said, yeah, we're done. Yeah. But I don't leave till I find it. So if <laughs> You're it's, just stubborn enough. I, I am. I am. Yeah. I am very stubborn. So, but, you know, that's part of, that's part of it too, though, yeah. is if kind of go the extra mile and mm-hmm. it comes back. Well, I mean, just something, I mean, obviously, you know, that piece was very, had so much value to it, but, you know, you've mentioned before, and I thought about it even at my house is like, that's the benefit of taking that video is I couldn't tell you what's in my house. I mean, if I wasn't there and I wasn't, I mean, yeah, I can tell you, I could point you in a few different directions, but if it was gone, I mean, I I wouldn't even know where to start. Right. And I always tell people too, I'm like, think about your clothes. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, if that fire started in your closet for God's sakes, you know, I mean, would you remember what you had? Would you remember the brands? Would you remember how many shirts you had? Would you remember how many ties you have? Shoes. I mean, that, but that stuff all adds up very quickly. And that's where, that's where just that video, and you still might not get a great count, but you could at least go, yeah, you know, I had 20 shirts. I had 10 pair of shoes. I had 10 ties, whatever. I mean, it'd be a little bit better for you. And I always tell people too, your kids. I mean, look at all the clothes Um, your kids have. Yeah. I mean, just that's, if you start thinking about that kind of stuff, you're like, oh my gosh, my wife's got that under control. But does she? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm sure she probably does. But, but, you know, it's, you, you buy things and you just don't realize how much you have. And then when you have to put this list together, you're like, just so overwhelmed. And it's just so much. And not only do you have to put a list of the items, you have to put the prices when you bought them. You have to put um, down, you know, uh, where where'd you buy it from? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you what'd you pay for it? So, and that's the other thing too. When when they talk about these total losses, highly encourage people to get with their insurance agents. Make sure your home, especially with prices today, make sure your homes are insured correctly. That has been three three of the five we've had. It's just been incorrectly insured, um, and it's yeah. it's unfortunate and it's super sad to see for the family. Um, and one phone call to the agent could have rectified all of it and very little difference in cost probably probably not yeah yeah probably not i mean i up mine every year so i'm but i'm the one that's, you're and you're looking at stuff like that every day i do yeah, i, I do see, i yeah. see it and it's it scares me and i just think all the stuff i have in my house i'm like gosh my house would go up in flames yeah plus i live in the country so i don't think there's any stopping it to be honest yeah so um so last question i have for you i was thinking about it on my way in and I run into this quite frequently with people looking to buy investment properties, is cigarette smoke. Can you get it out? <laughs> I can, yes. So we've had, actually, we've had numerous calls. If you call me before you start painting, mm-hmm. don't paint. Call me. It, that's kind of the, kind of a, uh, maybe a farce, if you will, in the industry. Just oh, a lot of coats of just, paint. And... Just paint it. It'll yep. go away. It does not go away. But but typically what you have to do is you have to clean it first because you have to clean the source of the of the smell. So we'll go in, we clean it. Yes, it's expensive because we're cleaning it like as if we cleaned a fire. Mm-hmm. So we'll clean it and then we fog it because, you know, smoke's in the air. So this fog will go everywhere that the smoke would have went. And so we'll fog it and then Either we can seal coat it or, you know, the, the homeowners or the buyers or whatever can, mm-hmm. can flip it. I've had some investors that listen to me 
and they do really well. And I've had some that have bought and haven't listened to me. And then they call me in and there's there's really nothing I can do. Because yeah. once they've painted, you've painted over all of the... You can't get it back out. Nope, nope. And that's when you get a hot summer day and it starts to sweat back out. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's just not good. So tear the flooring out, yes. right? Carpet. Get that out. Carpet. Mm-hmm. Get everything down to that. Down to the wood. But don't start painting or try to cover anything up. Right. And that's when you bring the ozone in. And is that like a 48-hour process? Oh, it dep- you know, it depends on the smell. Like we had one, we we had one we left in 24 hours and it was good. Okay. Um, we had another one we left in almost 10 days. We still had a little bit of smell. So it just it just depends. I mean, how, how many years have they smelled, you know, smoked in the house? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of varying factors, but... But we, you know, we can go out and take a look at it. I can walk through and give you a pretty good range. And mm-hmm. I'm usually yeah. pretty close. And when you're doing the ozone, you have to have the house shut, right? And nobody can... Completely shut. No one can go in. Uh, all pets, anything that is breathing oxygen. Um, you know, we had a lady that left her fish. Yeah, they died. Mm. Um <laughs> crazy yeah so i mean yeah you can't have anything that uses oxygen um we will put signs on the door is usually what we do and it says ozone in use do not enter please call and it's got my name and my cell phone number on it so that if they call me i can explain to them why they can't go in we actually uh, and, and we don't rent those out by the way and here's the reason why we actually rented them out uh rented one out and this has been early on and we learned our lesson very well but we had uh, a guy call us, and he said, hey, my mom is gets up every morning. She doesn't feel well. And then by noon, she's fine. And I said, well, gosh, what's going on? He said, well, I don't know. We run the ozone at night when she's sleeping. Oh, they were man. literally running the ozone at night while she was sleeping in her bedroom. When she'd get up in the morning, she wasn't feeling good. It's because there was no oxygen in the air or oh. very little. They are super lucky, and I am super lucky, and thank God she's still alive. But um, we don't run them out anymore yeah. and unless – I go set it up or one of my team members goes and sets it up. We just don't do it. Yeah. I don't blame you there. Yeah. No, too close of a call (laughs) for me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming in today. Thank you very Um, much for having me. Like I said, uh, I'm always impressed with the stories you you share. And uh, like I said, I don't think people realize the depth of what, you know, a restoration company does. And then nobody probably really appreciates it until it's their time and they're dealing with something like that so if you have an issue like that or you want cindy to look at something for you let me know i'll get you connected with cindy um but yeah once again thanks for coming in i appreciate it i appreciate it thanks